You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Howdy. And together we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy, the unofficial, the un authorized, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptist across the nation. We thank you for joining us. Yes, we appreciate you being here once again for another episode of your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, <laughs> North Korea's favorite podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, from all the numbers I've seen coming right. out of North Korea. Well, we did pay that one guy who showed up in the email. That's right. He guaranteed us top spot <laughs> on iTunes. Right. Good, good ratings. We also have a... Uh, a huge money transfer coming from a Nigerian prince. <laughs> any uh, day now. Yeah, I, I expect it any day now. Yeah, I mean, He just needed some help. Yeah, right. He's going to help him help. out. Yeah. yeah, his father is like used to be the uh, king of Nigeria. And uh, all he needed was our social security numbers. And so Tiny and I gladly offered those up. Yeah. And I'm sure it's legit. I and, mean, it's not like I was using it. No, yeah. I mean, what? What's the worst that could happen? Right. You know, I mean, either we get a million dollars or not, you know? <laughs> yes. So it's worth a shot. You know, fortune favors the bold, they say. They say. They say. Well, how's your week been? You have had a good week? Yeah, I had a really good week. Good. Um, very good. Uh, nothing exciting has happened, so that's been good. What about your week? I'm going back to work next week. Oh, wow. So, good news. That's awesome. Yay. I can quit living like a poor person. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> We're still quarantined. So. Oh, wow. For real? <laughs> well, I mean, they've they've begun to open up stuff, but yeah. uh, that's not good enough for my family. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, you're forced quarantined <laughs> by your family? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Deidre pretty much lets me go wherever I want to. <laughs> she knows how much of a life insurance policy I have, so... She's fine with me dying. Right. And I'm okay with me dying, too. I barely like being alive. I've said that many <laughs> times, and people think as a joke, but it's the truth. So I'm glad that people are able to go out more now, especially mm-hmm. in Alabama. There are other states that aren't fully reopened yet. Right. I do have the question of how we went from we got to flatten the curve to now it's like, it was like, stay home for a couple of weeks. We got to flatten the curve, make sure our hospitals don't get overrun. To now it's like, you got to stay home for forever. You know, like, <laughs> yes, what's what's the deal here? I need to know. You know, I, I got some theories that have been posted on Facebook by different friends of mine. I don't know if I buy into them or not. Well, the problem is, is nobody, there's still so much that people don't know. Right. But at the same time, everyone wants to sound like an expert. True. True. And I mean, I hate to see this happen. It's really a shame. It, it, I think this is an issue where we should be, you know, listening to scientists, Absolutely. But, but not just scientists, also economists sure. and, and other people too. 
But instead, it's become you politicized. Yeah. And so whatever your opponent says is the right thing to do, you're just going to take the opposite. I agree. Well, you know, back in the beginning, they said we were about 15 or 20 days behind Italy, you Mm -hmm. know. Well, I read this morning that Italy is starting to open back up, too. So, you know, I feel like maybe... Maybe we're not too far out of line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm definitely not a coronavirus expert. I just want to know what happened to flattening the curve. Like, have we not flattened the curve? I haven't heard any updates on the curve. That's all I'm saying. Well, I have heard that early models, and, and this is no surprise. I mean. <laughs> oh, they were predicting. Yes. Like, people forget. They said Alabama's going to have like 10,000 people dead. Well, Al Gore said that the polar ice caps were going to be gone in, what, 2017? Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. humanity has a long history of predicting the end of the world. Oh, yeah. We Christians yeah. are no oh, strangers yeah. <laughs> to this oh, ourselves. Yeah. No, it's the end times. <laughs> it's been the end times since right after Jesus died. Yes. You know? It has, yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it works in the church. <laughs> we're always, we're perpetually in the end time, which is true. In a sense, we're all in our own end times, you know, so you better make sure you're doing what you need to do. Remember when 2012 was supposed to be it? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Mayan thing. <laughs> the Mayan calendar. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had a buddy at work. He was all about it. And oh, he was, yeah. This is going to be it. I was like... And then I was like, well, you know what? You could get run over sure. by a car tomorrow, and yeah. it's the end for you. Well, my whole thing with the Mayan calendar was like, how much are we going to trust in an extinct civilization? You know, like, they couldn't even sustain well enough. <laughs> To uh, still be here. So how much are we trusting some hieroglyphs or petroglyphs, whatever they are, that they they had on that dial or whatever it mm-hmm. was, you know? I was like, these people uh, love plaster, so they cut down all their trees and used all their resources to plaster all their pyramids, and now uh, they are pretty much extinct. So that's just the way it goes. I'm not trusting them. Maybe that's too practical on my part. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like I say, we're all going to die. You know. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. And and maybe we'll all go together? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. As I've said before, I think on this podcast, it would be a huge bummer to show up to heaven like to die. Like, let's say I get coronavirus and I die a week from now and I get to heaven and Jesus is like, all right, well, we're I'm, I'm going back to get everybody. And I would be like, dang, man, I missed it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, golly. That would be a huge bummer, you know? <laughs> like, I missed it all, man. I've been reading about this my whole life and you called me home right before you decided to come back. And know? I've had air quotes here, trusted sources <laughs> telling me my whole life it was just around the corner. <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> well, they were right, weren't they? They were. <laughs> you just missed it. I just missed it. Yeah, which would be my luck, anyways. <laughs> yes. You know? And I don't know that if you were in heaven, you'd really be too keen on criticizing Jesus too much <laughs> no, in his decisions. Absolutely yeah. not. But for like a comedy sketch, that would be really funny. Jesus know? is like, there's seven billion people on Earth. You don't think any <laughs> any time I pick is going to be a bad time for somebody? That's okay. Right. <laughs> you're just like sitting there going, but Jesus, just put me back. Just let me go back. You know, like what's it going to hurt? You know, it's almost all over with. That's pretty good. I should write that out one day. You should. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I got a few good stories this week. We're going to talk about a preacher. Okay. Always fun to talk about preachers. <laughs> Pastor is yes. really what this guy is. That's good. I feel uh, like that's also a term that gets thrown around kind of loosely these days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For real. So. Strongly correlated with pastors. We're going to talk about prisoners, too. Okay. So, yeah. We'll get get one end of the spectrum and the other end. And sometimes those spectrums 
interlock. Those Venn diagrams interlock and pastors end up as prisoners. So what about you? What kind of stories you got? I have L.A.'s first legal mobile liquor store. Okay. That's L.A. like Los Angeles, not L.A. like Louisiana, because I could see it happening in Louisiana. (laughs) Or lower Alabama. Sure, or lower Alabama. (laughs) No, this is Los Angeles. Okay. I've also got tear gas flavored ice cream, but I wanted to start off with this. Have you ever heard the name Stephen? I think that's Burgoyne. No, I haven't. I I haven't either. Yeah. But apparently, I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody out there has. This is a French serial killer expert. He has admitted that his career was built on lies. Oh, okay. What a career to build. That's true. You know? <laughs> and then on top of that, to build it on like, lies. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna lie yeah. in order to get a career, and the thing I'm going to be is a serial killer expert. Right. <laughs> yes. You know, like, what? there's a lot of cooler things you could lie about and be a career, get a career out of. Right. Maybe this is an easy one. I was about to say, about. maybe this was easy, an easy thing, and maybe this is something where, you know, it's... You know, true crime is big right yeah. now. Oh, so huge. people just maybe take him for granted. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, people love some true crime. <laughs> yes. True crime. Tiny's got a podcast coming out. True crime podcast coming out sometime. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> people forget about Probably that. Probably not. <laughs> but that's fine. It's still on the back burner. The authorities, uh, they told me to keep my mouth shut. They shut it down. <laughs> they did. They shut it down. <laughs> Facebook keeps removing his posts. <laughs> anyway. Famed French serial killer expert Stephen Burgoyne has confessed that his prestigious career is founded on lies following a series of revelations. Burgoyne, 67, built a reputation as the country's foremost expert in serial killers, writing more than 75 books and producing dozens of documentaries before an investigation brought him down. His standing as an expert in his field meant he was called upon as a guest lecturer for trainees at the French National Judiciary Police Academy and regularly toured the country to give speeches on his experiences. Now, I don't know what the French National Judiciary Police Academy is, but it sounds pretty official. It sounds important. Yeah. yeah. You'd think they would yeah. vet their experts. I'd like to see them shorten up that name a little bit. You <laughs> yeah. know, it takes up a lot of room on your letterhead. The FNJPA? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, in January, an anonymous collective called 4EOEIL. I'm assuming that's French. Yeah, maybe. It stands for. I took French in high school, by the way. It means fourth eye. So oh, okay. What would that be like? Oil? What's, what's French for eye? I have. I don't remember. Like, like seeing it in print, I feel like this would make sense if you were on Reddit. Yeah. Like if this was a subreddit or something. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. I get what you're saying. Anyway. They uploaded a series of videos on YouTube accusing Burgoyne of lying, and the story quickly became a sensation in France, giving his public profile. The videos have since been removed from YouTube. Oh, no. But remain on the collective's official website. Well, see, there you go. That's right. YouTube, they love to take down those videos, but yeah. sometimes they get them wrong. A spokesperson for Fourth Eye told CNN they started investigating Burgoyne in August of last year after discussing his work with a Facebook group dedicated to criminal cases. Members of the group had their suspicions that Burgoyne had plagiarized books originally written in English and noticed dates that didn't match up or inconsistencies from one of his books to another, said the spokesperson. So this would be like you took French in high school. This would be like you reading some French books. And then just, I'm just going to write this in English and put this out as my own book over here in North America. Sure. Right. Nobody would know. <laughs> yes. What is it? Madame Bovary or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
His television interviews convinced us that he was making it up, they told CNN. Burgoyne has now admitted falsehoods both in the press and on his personal Instagram account, and CNN has attempted to contact his representatives. I'm ashamed to have lied, to have hidden things, he said in an interview Sunday. It is true that when I was in the public eye, I sometimes happened to embellish or extrapolate to exaggerate my importance because I always had the deep feeling of not really being loved. Hmm. So somebody get out the violins. Okay. <laughs> He's yeah. trying to get some sympathy He's pulling here. out the old heartstrings here. <laughs> yes. Goodness. <laughs> I li- yes, I lied, but it's lied because nobody ever loved me. Right. Well, he only lied about the girl, right? You know, like he said, we were discussing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that he, uh, his girlfriend was killed by a serial killer, right? Yeah, he says here that uh, one of one of the fabrications, so this is one of the things that he lied about. It relates to a woman who was murdered in 1976 in Los Angeles. Burgoyne said that for years it was his wife that was killed, but it was in fact a bartender that he had met five or six times. Okay. So, well. His bartender got murdered and... Yeah, well, we are, you can develop a close relationship with a bartender. Yes. Sometimes a little closer than on your side than on the bartender's <laughs> side, you know? Yeah. yeah hey, because I, it never crosses your mind that, you know, this bartender is looking for a tip. Right, yeah, exactly. She's flirting with me because she wants a tip. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that would never happen. Everything's on the up and up in the bar business. He said, it is completely true that I voluntarily concealed her identity. He also admitted to making up a meeting with serial killer Charles Manson oh. and opened up on why he is now confessing. We'd like to remind everybody that Charles Manson, not a good guy. Uh, also. But he was not a serial killer. We broke the news on this podcast. Charles Manson is dead. <laughs> he did. Right? He died in November of uh, 2017. Right. Just in case you didn't know, like me. He <laughs> yes. is confirmed dead. Yeah. And also not a serial killer. No, no. Not a serial killer. He just told other people to kill, right? Right. Yeah. And he he may have killed one person. Oh, yeah, real. that's right. Yeah, what was his name? Papa Roach. Lots of Papa. <laughs> Lots of Papa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, this has weighed on me. Papa John's. <laughs> Papa John's. <laughs> Charles Manson killed Papa John's. Have you? Uh, yeah, he's been in the news here not too. Oh yeah, not too long ago. I yeah. think you might could kill him and get away with it. And people don't like Papa John. People don't like him. No, no, he's apparently not a good guy. You know, <laughs> his commercials lied to us. <laughs> well, yeah, he does make a good pizza though. Does he? Do you like Papa John's? Okay, it's not my favorite pizza, but it's a good pizza. What's your favorite, like, fast food pizza? You clarified fast food. Yeah, Because there's some really good pizzerias out there. Sure, right. In Chicago and stuff. Yeah. Ah, man. It's a little greasy, Uh but I am a sucker for the the pan cheese stuffed crust that Pizza Hut does. I love Pizza Hut. It's good. I love And I don't know if it's because maybe this is you too. You know, I grew up in Fayette. Pizza Hut was the only pizza place we had (laughs) around except for that one video store that sold pizzas too. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. The cobblestone or something? Yeah, whatever. I don't remember. (laughs) And they were like probably just frozen pizzas they were putting in an oven. (laughs) Yes. So I don't know if I just like got conditioned to like Pizza Hut. Really love Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut in Northport, horrible. Can't go there. Like the service <laughs> is so bad. I just can't go there. It makes me mad. You're calling them out on this podcast. Yeah. Right oh here. yeah. 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 <laughs> calling them out. I can't. I can't stand y'all. You know. Yeah. You're, 
I have a high threshold for a restaurant to get on my nerves. I mm-hmm. mean, I will I will put up with more than usual because I I know how it is and I know how bad it sucks to wait on the public. Right. Just one too many times they've made me mad and I just can't go back there anymore. I will say that typically when we do get pizza, we typically go with Domino's. Yeah. Because Domino's they make too. a really good pizza. They've yeah. got really good prices. There's one right at the end of our street. Oh yeah. And uh, I tell you what, they are not the Domino's back that they were back in the 90s. Yeah. They make a good pizza now. Yeah, I like Domino's. I don't have anything wrong with Domino's. Mm-hmm. But if I have my pick, Pizza Hut. Now, back to serial killer experts. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> he says that this has weighed on me immensely for two to three years, he said. Very strangely, there's a relief having told the truth and from the shame, a will to redeem myself to never again say nonsense like that in public. Wow. Uh, He's only saying that because he got busted, though. That's, t- that's you typically know. what you say when you He'd get busted. He'd still be giving speeches right now <laughs> yes. if they hadn't called him out on it. Uh, and, of course, fourth eye, they have said, or representatives have said, that we sincerely doubt that his excuses, even though he has presented them, are indeed sincere. So, well, I just, you know. He would still be lying if he yeah. hadn't got called out, bottom line. What does it take to be a serial killer expert? You know, do you like do you know like a freezer full of body parts in the basement <laughs> or something? You know, I don't know. Now I will say that I have no idea this is true. This is just one of those things that I kind of heard somewhere at sure. some point. Can't tell you where it was I heard, but uh, by some metrics, I've heard people say that uh, if you read twenty books on any one given subject, you You're can technically be considered an expert in that field. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've read several Playboys in my life. <laughs> well, Playboy expert right yeah. here, John Long. I would put it in the 60 to 70 range, <laughs> you know, the cover to cover. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a roommate had a scholarship or had a subscription in college. She didn't have a Playboy scholarship. <laughs> that would have been amazing if he did. <laughs> also, know a girl who posed in Playboy. She's from Fed. She was in Girls of the SEC one time. Okay. Yeah. Never, ever saw that episode though or that edition i've never could get my hands on it <laughs> no joke I, mean, I have no idea what she looks like without clothes on right um but she used to date my cousin so okay yeah which is wild a little little tiny fed alabama has a, a playboy model in it of course i think they lower the threshold for the girls of the sec you know well, didn't they make news one time when they had like a women of walmart did they yes oh i gotta seek that one out <laughs> Why would you do that? John? Why would you not do it? Is the question. Well, I can I can give you two reasons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, Walmart's my people. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yes. I feel I feel like that's something you need to look up. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, well, I hate it for this dude, that the serial killer expert guy. You hate it for him. Yeah. yeah. Also hate it for my cousin who dated <laughs> the girl who was in Playboy. Yeah. But I think they had broken up by that point in time. All right. But still, that's that's got to be rough, you know. Was uh, Were they saving themselves for marriage or? Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't, I never, we never had those conversations. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was already at Alabama at that time. So uh, he was, he had moved off too to start his career. So, right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think they had broken up. She was dumb as a rock. I hope she didn't listen to this. <laughs> so one time she hitched a ride with me in high school somewhere. Okay. And I had like a pack of cigarettes or whatever because I was a bad boy. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I want a cigarette, you know. I was like, okay, that's fine. You can have one or whatever. You know, I'm sure they were like, 
you know, I didn't know what I was buying. or probably like Winston 100s or something. And John's like, you do know you don't snort cigarettes, right? No. no. So, you know how you light a cigarette, you put it in your mouth, hit the lighter, take a drag to light the cigarette. Well, mm-hmm. she was like holding it in her hand, trying to light it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered that. Sorry, I made to hit the stand. And John's like, let me show you how to smoke. <laughs> no, I was like, you got to put it in your mouth and suck on it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Sounds dirty, but it's not. You know? Sounds dirty, but and it's not. And hold the flame to the tip. Yes. But just okay. the tip. Yes. Okay. All right. We're getting a little bit off the rails here. This isn't Patreon yet. Let's bring it back and talk about a pastor. All right? Okay. Right. Let, let's reset. Let's reset. Let's refocus let's the refocus. show. We're right. kind of going in a dark direction here. So let's pull back. There's some people listening to this from Fayette County that didn't know somebody that we went to school with us in Playboy that are going to probably light up my DMs when this gets published, you know? A pastor took out an ad to shame craft beer, and a local bar used it become the to become the best bar in Texas. Okay. Yeah. And so this is a recent story, but apparently back in 2016, Pastor Todd Baker, no, I'm sorry, Todd Barker of Canyon, Texas, took out a prominent newspaper ad that began with the words, craft beer is the devil's craft. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, here's a a shocker. Barker is a Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I would have never guessed that, not in a million years. Encountering the evils of alcohol is the centerpiece of his ministry, and uh, the Canyon News covered bar openings. What he likely didn't anticipate was that the newly opened open local watering hole he was targeting, uh, which was called the Imperial Tap Room, would honor his printed ad as a coupon valued at $1, and that this would lead the small community to embrace the bar with vigor they might not have shown otherwise. Well, at this point, this sounds kind of like a win-win. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not only is uh not only is everyone bringing in this uh opinion piece, but I'm guessing a lot of more people read it too as a result, right? Right. That's what it says. It shouldn't come to a surprise that the bar would retaliate. Even Canyon, which a county judge described to a newspaper as the most conservative place on earth, was developing a taste for craft beer. The scripture heavy advertisement was a direct response to the Imperial Tap Room opening on Canyon's main square. According to My San Antonio, which is a online division of the San Antonio Express News, the tap room's response on the company's Facebook page uh, read, We'll give you a dollar off for each coupon you bring in, so feel free to bring in multiples. Come and enjoy some devilishly tasty craft beer and or wine, grape juice with booze in it, <laughs> it says, <laughs> with us. We'll see y'all at the tap room. Cheers. The promotion was welcomed by area beer drinkers and picked up by multiple local and national media outlets. Barker's unneighborly ad might have even helped put the business on craft beer lovers' radar. The Imperial Tap Room was voted the best beer bar in the entire state of Texas by readers in 2017 and 2018 and 2019. Meanwhile, the pastor's anti-craft crusade continued. Barker ineffectually stood in front of the Panhandle Plains Historical Museum to protest its crafts and drafts event, 
leading one local news site to dryly note the protest did not seem to hinder the events evening the evening's events. Later the same year, restrictive laws that prevented alcohol sales in much of the mostly dry county were also struck down. Uh, it would seem the pastor met his second foe, first craft beer, and then a beer-loving bu- bureaucracy. So Barker is taken to the internet to encourage his community to flaunt the government-mandated rules put in place to help end the coronavirus pandemic. On his church's website, an update posted says, If you can't meet in public, meet in secret. Do like Paul and invoke your rights as an American citizen. The Apostle Paul, great American, (laughs) one of our founding fathers. One of our founding fathers, the Apostle Paul. Uh, Really. Maybe not, though. I mean, you got to put him up there with Ben Franklin. (laughs) Who was uh, America's best president? Uh, Yeah, right. Ben Franklin, America's best president, and also Jesus' favorite disciple. Okay? (laughs) This is why homeschool is not a good idea, (laughs) y'all. Let's see. As for the interior tap room, it's closing down. So Barker gets a last Uh laugh. Uh, given the degree to which Canyons has affirmed its Canyon uh, citizens has affirmed its love of alcohol and craft beer, it's likely another craft focused community gathering place will take its place. So that anyways. sounds an awful lot like uh, a certain football team we know saying well, next year. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. I just think that uh, now we're Baptists. Yes. You know, you said it at the top of the show. We're Baptists. Baptists' uh, unwanted voice in podcasting right. is us. I just don't know that this is a, the the battle we need to be fighting. Right? We definitely have bigger fish to fry. Right? Yeah. You know exactly. And I do think it's really great that they were like bringing this ahead <laughs> and yes. get a dollar off your drink. Just turned it around on him. That's pretty good. That's the capitalism at its best, right? Yeah. So. I wonder if we could get them to write an opinion piece on how terrible our podcast is and how we don't speak for Baptist <laughs> nationwide. That would be good. We need somebody to do that. <laughs> yes, you know? we do. That would be amazing. <laughs> Golly, how do we get somebody important to do that? Like, uh, what we, what we need to do, Franklin is, Graham. I say we need to get a concerned church member, yeah, to write a letter asking for their opinion on our podcast. Oh yeah, and then that needs to go viral. That's how it happens. That's that's pretty good. We need to get <laughs> what's the dude from Dallas? You know, the big popular preacher. He's on Fox News all the time. He loves Trump and stuff. What's his name? From Dallas? Isn't he from Dallas? Jeffers. Isn't he from Robert Jeffers or okay. something? Isn't he from Dallas? You're, you're not talking about uh, oh, Jerry Falwell Jr., right? No, no, okay. not Falwell Jr. <laughs> no, I'm afraid of the Falwells. They'll kill you. They'll straight up just murder you. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, Jeffers. You know, he's like a big SBC right, guy. Right, right. You know, he's very opinionated. We just need to get somebody to bring us to his attention and be like, these people out here talking for bad to say a beer drinking ain't bad, you know? <laughs> Next thing you know, we shoot to the moon. You know, we're the most popular podcast. <laughs> and we're ever. on CNN like, hey, you know, we've never claimed to go around grabbing women by the... That's right. Bleep. Yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> we know the you... difference between 2 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. <laughs> we know 2 Corinthians isn't a thing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> really, though, some of the oldest dated scriptures is in Corinthians, you know, like from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. Just in case any of our listeners didn't know. You <laughs> right. Know? 
Yeah, that's, I mean, 50, 60 years after Jesus died when that stuff was written, you know? Extremely early. Yeah, very early And on. virtually unheard of in other ancient manuscripts. By a great American, the Apostle Paul. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the best Americans of all time. Well, on to our next story. Speaking of alcohol, <laughs> our next story comes from L.A. Taco. Okay. Trusted news source. Of course. I love L.A. Taco. <laughs> L.A.'s first legal liquor store on wheels will be selling booze on the street starting next week. All right. A uh, food truck for booze. A food truck for booze, nice. precisely. Can a traditional liquor store in one of L.A.'s most notorious barrios offer higher quality and higher priced artisan craft products without alienating their old school Latino customer base? Yes. And in the case of Sarah Market in the city terrace, you can be so successful that it can that you can expand the concept into L.A.'s first barrio liquor store on wheels, complete with booze. I don't hate the idea, you know, like just from a business standpoint. Well, especially, and I know that, I mean, states are starting to open up. Right. But, you know, our buddy Squirrel, he yeah. told me that Squirrel Truck. Uh, the Squirrel, the squirrel Truck. truck. <laughs> he's, he's got a side Squirrel he's, business. <laughs> he's putting together a food truck. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, well, I guess this quarantine thing kind of put it all on hold. And he said, well, actually, it's accelerated it because he's had time to work on it. Sure. But also, he says that food trucks have still been doing a ton of business. Because they've been coming they, to my neighborhood like crazy. Yeah, they've been going to residential areas yeah. and just setting up shop. And people who are afraid to go out, they'll yeah. still go you know, get them some food from I, the truck. I finally had to tell Dieter, like, we don't have to go to every food truck that comes to the neighborhood. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. we're going to go broke here. You know? <laughs> right. Like, just because they come, I mean, we have to go. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, anyway... Starting Monday, the neighborhood institution will start taking their hood-beloved goods and truly people-first philosophy on the road by their panel van-turned Sarah Market on-the-go mobile liquor store. We hear people tell us all the time, oh, we love what you guys are doing, but we don't want to drive to East L.A. in City Terrace. It's too far. So this is our way to expose ourselves to different areas around Los Angeles. Not even 24 hours after announcing that Sarah's on the go was officially taking orders online for their first day out in the streets next week, the online orders started to come in. They have about a dozen already. Think of the pop-up model for food, but for a liquor store. She informs LA Taco that they are considering popping up alongside some pop-ups, uh, taquitas, like you know, taco trucks, and other food vendors to create an impromptu food and drink community on the spot. Uh, the model will be cashless right now due to COVID-19 and provide the transaction as contact-free as possible. Customers will have to purchase their goods beforehand online via their website via Toast. However, Stephen and Sarah do share that they plan on having a few extra goodies available for walk-up customers walking by to purchase via mobile cashless apps like Venmo and PayPal. There you go. And, it, you know, it goes on, but basically I think we all get the idea. This is a ice cream truck. For that sells booze, and I, I really, really hope they they play low places <laughs> <laughs> when they roll through the neighborhood. I love the idea. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's pretty brilliant. I don't think you could get one licensed here in Alabama. You know, <laughs> probably not. But I think it's pretty awesome. You're just selling booze, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know why we can't sell everything out of a truck, right? <laughs> you know? Clothes, well, whatever. I mean, you know? if you use it, 
it got to you on a truck. Yeah. Some way or another. Right. Yeah. So well, just cut out the middleman. Right. And now they're coming to your neighborhood or whatever. You don't have to get out. You know, I like to order online, pre-order stuff so they know where to go. They're basically a delivery service right, right now. But I was like, hey, just pull up, open up the doors. Who wants a bottle of, uh, you know, aristocrat <laughs> vodka or whatever, you know? <laughs> and uh, you just come by and buy what you want. What could we sell out of a truck? Liquor. Sandwiches. Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let anybody find out about it. But yeah. <laughs> From Senior Tiny. Yeah. And right. Long John <laughs> Like wearing disguises and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But really, all the Baptists we would see couldn't say anything to us, and we couldn't say anything to them, so we'd be in the clear. I feel like we'd there would be up. an Look. anonymous letter would get written yeah. in somehow, some way. Look, we park up at the Methodist church when they're letting out on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. I'm talking hand over fist. You know, we're doing great. You know? Hit up the Episcopalians, too. I mean, we. Yeah. I think this could work for us. But yeah, I, I don't know that I couldn't sell alcohol. And go eat with my parents. They'd be very disappointed in me. So I had to put that down. And they would definitely find out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely would. But I think it's a great idea. You know, right. if this is your thing, if you can get it licensed, do it. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You go, if you, what's the difference in going to a band and buying it and going to a store? You know, you got the cost of vehicle maintenance and all that, but you don't have the cost <laughs> so of maintaining a permanent location either. So I think it's pretty good. I think it's real good. What was that dude on that old, uh, was it a Nat Geo show, uh, Moonshiners? What oh, yeah. It? Discovery Network? That's, That's right, what yeah. It was. Yeah. Old Tickle, he was selling a moonshine out of an RV. <laughs> well, and I would say the one drawback I see, you know, we know liquor stores get robbed all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. You're going to get some carjackings, you know, <laughs> of people who just take the whole van from you and all your inventory. Or have California man crawl up under your truck and <laughs> yeah, start, drink start it straight from it the out there. Like last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so those are some, some risks associated, but there's always risks associated when you're going in business, so you just got to be prepared for that. I'd have a pistol on my hip for sure. <laughs> right. You know, just... That's just how I would be. Probably not me. My entire body's a weapon, but <laughs> for a normal person, you know. Okay. Well, let's continue in L.A., Los Angeles. All right. And talk about how prisoners in the L.A. jail attempt to get COVID-19 for an early release. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, mind you, they're in jail. All right. Jail mm -hmm. is so bad, they would rather get a potentially fatal uh, infection or whatever virus uh, then stay in jail. So there you go. Well, how did they get in jail in the first place? Was it because they were breaking quarantine rules? Maybe so. <laughs> Some prisoners in L.A. in an L.A. jail wanted out, but they chose a head-scratching way to do so. According to the Los Angeles County Sheriff, a group of prisoners tried to get the coronavirus, hoping that they that would be their ticket out. According to the San Jose Mercury News, Approximately two dozen inmates passed a cup of water around and shared a mask, likely in the hopes of passing the virus to each other, thinking that that would earn them a release from the jail. The sheriff said, There was some mistaken belief among inmate population that if they tested positive, there was a way to force our hand and somehow release more inmates out of our jail environment, and that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah, it says Ghana, G-O-N-N-A, you know? <laughs> 
He told the media uh, that during a virtual press conference, the men were jailed at the Pitches Detention Center in Castic, California, I guess. The all-male jail part of uh, the L.A. County is a large jail complex off of I-5 in Southern Cal. The men were caught on surveillance footage apparently drinking hot water in the hopes of elevating their temperature before the health check. <laughs> well, we've all done that to get out of school, <laughs> yes. right? You know, that's standard. A week later, there was a 60% increase in COVID-19 cases in the prison, which until authorities saw the tape, they couldn't explain. Now there are 357 inmates that have tested positive and increased from 123 in less than two weeks. Another strong case for the uh, people who want to open things back up. This is what <laughs> happens when it's not opened up. They're all just in there together sharing <laughs> glasses of water. Yeah. There's a reason why these people were behind bars to begin with, because they violated the norms of society, the sheriff said, but to then imperil not only their own safety, but the safety of their fellow inmates who did not want to participate in this behavior. It also endangers all the personnel, both the professional staff and the sworn staff. So over 5,000 inmates have been released from the L.A. County inmate population, which had a total of 17,000 inmates in February. So they cut that number back. They did. I think we're keeping some people in jail. Maybe we didn't need to if they decided they're okay to get out. (laughs) I don't know. The coronavirus has forced the release of nonviolent prisoners nationwide as the infection spread. Now, I'm all for releasing nonviolent prisoners, by the way. Emphasis on the term nonviolent. Right, yeah, yeah. Because we've also read the stories about someone was released early and they... Yeah, went out and murdered somebody. Murdered yeah. somebody and got right back in. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, so but, but, I mean, if you're just, you know, if you're just dealing weed... Yeah, right, I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. I don't yeah. think you should... Now, let's you know, say... All right, well, now we need to be practical. This is what President John, they won't let me be president. This is what <laughs> President John would say. All right, if Tiny Sullivan went to jail 10 years ago for assault with a deadly weapon and attempted murder, served his time, got out with good behavior, he's been back in society, no real major mess-ups, gets popped with a little bit of weed, well, you got to stay in, all right? You already got an assault charge, you know, or attempted murder or whatever, right. you know? So you got to stay in, all right? But Joe Blow, who just was selling dime bags to make his power bill or whatever, who got put in jail, and that's all he's got against him, let him out. You know, Mm -hmm. put an ankle monitor on him, do whatever you need to do. Right. So I think you got to be smart about it. Or also, what about... got to admit, there's a lot of repeat offenders for different stuff. Like, you know, I I check the mug shots daily. I see a lot of the same pictures in there, you know. (laughs) There's people getting arrested all the time. They can't stay out of trouble. I don't know what it is, you know. It'd be like burglary one time, possession of marijuana, second degree another time. You yes. Know, all that. So got to look at the total totality of things. You know? Gotcha. But yeah, uh, you can't social distance in prison. Pretty hard, you know. So. But also, it, it seems like a prison would be a pretty easy place to keep the virus out of. Yeah, right. So long as you're checking your yeah. guards who do, you know, leave, you come in and, in and out. out right, but. yeah. Well, you're also... Put new inmates in there pretty yeah. regularly, you know, so you got to check them. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, it's not like they can keep drugs out of prison. So. No, or cell phones <laughs> so, or anything else. So what makes you think you're going to yeah, keep this little right. virus out? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I've heard you can get whatever you want if you're in jail, if you know the right people and got the right amount of money. So Right. Yeah. I don't know. Was it a non-Syed? I was listening to uh, Serial, and I think it was he had a cell phone in prison. 
but he couldn't get to work and he called customer service and they were just telling him to bring it in the store. And he was like, look, I can't bring it in the store. <laughs> You're just going to have to fix it over the phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm in jail right now. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, you'll see like a Facebook live get shared around from like, uh, you know, the Atmore prison or whatever here in Alabama. And they'll all yeah. be like piled in there talking about how horrible it is and the air don't work and it's the middle of summer and all that stuff, <laughs> you know. And you're like, wow, that's kind of neat. I can't go live for 30 days. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. A little bit of Facebook prison time. You got in, you got in trouble on Facebook? <laughs> for what did you do? <laughs> I posted a Hitler meme. Oh, for real? <laughs> it was that one that says, to all those turning in their friends and neighbors for working and going oh, out yeah, yeah, during yeah. quarantine, you did the yeah. right thing. Yes. Yeah, I got a message from Facebook saying they don't like that, and so I can't wow. go live. Tiny, I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> I cannot do a podcast with a Nazi. <laughs> well, neither am I. It was it was poking fun at the I'm on my high horse about the quarantine, right? and you're killing people because no, you I let know. your... Kids go skating. But you're a Nazi now. <laughs> well, like, you're in the database. You're a white supremacist. <laughs> you're a Nazi. So, wow. Oh, well. Shocking. You know, I only have had one run-in with Facebook in all of the hijinks I pulled on Facebook. <laughs> and they took down a post of mine. It was a post that said something like, uh, it's back when Donald Trump made his, you know, grab him by the whatever, you know, comment. Yes. And I was like, look, if he was talking about my daughter, I'd go up there and punch him right in the face. And like, uh-huh. well, nobody stopped me from doing it. And uh, you would think Facebook would love that. They took it down because it was like inciting violence or something. (laughs) You know, sent me a message. Okay, that's the only time I ever got in trouble. And I was like, that didn't seem unreasonable. Plus, it's a joke. You know, by Mm -hmm. the way. Well, clearly, John is violent person. That's right. So I'm a I'm violent. You're a Nazi. (laughs) Wow, wow, what a what a pair we are. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I just you know what I didn't get the proper education <laughs> i need to go back for reprogramming how crazy is it that your punishment is you can't go live for 30 days which i think i've been live <laughs> that time we did the show right. at uh at, uh, at, at the sd allen. allen ministries yeah. yes that's the time that's the one time i went live <laughs> ah, that's pretty crazy <laughs> i know i bet you want to now that you can't do it you know it's like one of those things like, oh, i try not to think about it <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can't do this there's no way you can do it <laughs> But how amazing, like, on day 30 when you're, like, things up, if you had on, like, a full Nazi uniform <laughs> and you went live on it, you know? I would never do that. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. I don't even know where you find Nazi paraphernalia, <laughs> yes. but but that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, like, you should put it all on yes. and then talk about how horrible the Nazis are or something. Right. And, like, you know, I'm just showing this so yeah. you can identify one. And so when they take it down, you can be like, well, Facebook loves Nazis. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They- <laughs> my my, uh, my Facebook video was. I was denouncing Nazis. I was, was trying to be educational. It was, yes, yeah. it was an educational video. Right. Denouncing uh, nationalism. Right. Yeah, that's so, all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit there reading Mein Kampf, you know, or whatever. Like, that's horrible. It is. But it would be so funny. <laughs> well, speaking of fighting, or <laughs> speaking of, uh, <laughs> calm down, get my words together. Just say it in German first. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> speaking of speaking truth to power. Okay, I hate that phrase, by the way, but go ahead. 
Hong Kong shop is now offering tear gas flavored ice cream. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, they were shooting all some tear gas left and right over in Hong Kong. Well, once again, once again, you're taking lemons and you're making lemonade. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Tear gas is among the new flavors at a Hong Kong ice cream shop. The main ingredient is black peppercorns, a reminder of the pungent peppery rounds fired by police on the streets of the semi-anonymous Chinese city during months of demonstrations last year. It tastes like tear, gra- <laughs> tear grass. It tastes <laughs> like tear gas. It feels difficult to breathe at first. It's really pungent and irritating. It makes me want to drink a lot of water immediately said customer Anita Wong, who experienced tear gas at a protest. I think it's a flashback that reminds me of how painful I felt in the moment and that I shouldn't ever forget. All right. The flavor is a sign of support for the pro-democracy movement, which is seeking to regain its momentum during the coronavirus pandemic. The shop's owner said that he spoke on condition of anonymity. Say that word for me. You got it right. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. You're you're doing great. Anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. Yes. He spoke on condition of anonymity. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacqueline. Oh, well. <laughs> to avoid repercussions from the pro-Beijing government. We would like to make a flavor that reminds people that they still have to persist in the protest movement and don't lose their passion. He tried different ingredients, including wasabi and mustard, in an effort to replicate the the taste of tear gas. Black pepper, he said, came closest to tear gas and its throat-irritating effects. We roast and then grind whole black peppercorns and make them into gelato, the Italian style. It's a bit hot, but we emphasize its aftertaste, which is a sensation of irritation in the throat. It just feels like breathing in tear gas, the 31-year-old owner said. More than 16,000 rounds of tear gas were fired during the protest, according to Hong Kong authorities. 16,000. That's a lot of of ice cream. Yeah, true. (laughs) Yes. Many in densely populated districts where narrow streets are filled with small restaurants and apartment blocks. How would you like it? If you're just sitting on your couch playing Xbox. Right, and it comes through your AC fan. <laughs> and it just wafts in. That would be horrible. You're like, I'm not even protesting. <laughs> what if you're playing Call of Duty and you're like, dang, um, this, <laughs> this mustard gas is real. <laughs> <laughs> just the, uh, the immersion of this video game. It's almost like I'm there. <laughs> That's wild. The protest began over proposed legislation that would have allowed criminal suspects to be extradited to mainland China to face charges. While the bills were withdrawn, demonstrations continued over concerns Beijing is eroding the civil liberties granted of the former British colony when it was returned to Chinese rule in 1997. Do you remember that? Um, I remember watching that on Channel 1 News in yeah, the homeroom I do. In, yeah. in high school. Yeah. Uh, the ice cream shop also provides a space for people to express their views about the movement, including the use of sticky notes that featured in the linen walls that appeared throughout the territory at the height of the demonstrations. Such expressions date back to, t- to the 2014 Occupy Central protest when a major stairway leading to the Hong Kong government headquarters was plastered with thousands of notes carrying messages of support. About $5 a serving, tear gas ice cream has been a hit. Prior to social distancing regulations over the coronavirus outbreak, the shop owner said that he was selling 20 to 30 scoops per day. Wow. Now, that's a far cry from 16,000 rounds. Yeah. But 
That's still pretty good at five bucks at a pop. At five bucks a pop, yeah. yeah. The demonstration have, has mostly died away as the city fights the coronavirus, but there are widespread, widespread expectations that larger actions may emerge during the summer. Already, police have been out in force to deter large gatherings, and, ch- and the government is pressing ahead with legislation that would make it a crime to mock the Chinese national anthem. That's right. You can't mock the Chinese <laughs> national anthem. Which, who would want to? Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I rifled that one right off. You <laughs> yeah, know? you did. Well, my timing on that was pretty good, you know? <laughs> Kaepernick. <laughs> I love how people got so mad at Kaepernick. I know. You know, people like swore off the NFL and everything. It mm. was wild. You're just like, man, dude, like, I think that's something you can do in America if you want to. You know? I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the Supreme Court has oversaw yeah. multiple cases right. of yeah. flag burning and other various exactly. anti-patriotic yeah. you know, acts of protest. And, and that's part of the beauty of America is that you can yeah. protest. Like, what uh, is freedom if everybody has to do what you want them to do? Mm-hmm. It ain't really freedom, you know? Right. So, yeah. I just I always, that makes me laugh every time I think about people getting so up in arms about that. You're like, man, who's the snowflake now, you know? <laughs> well, I feel like if it had been just him, there probably wouldn't have been much to do about it. Well, but the fact that it caught on and it became a thing and it yeah. got traction, we right. got you know certain people feel they got to shut that down. Sure, right? Yeah. Well, and they forget about uh, I can't remember what he changed his name to. His name was Chris Jackson. He played at LSU as a basketball player, and he converted to uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. Changed his name. I can't remember what it was, but he would turn his back to the flag during the national anthem. Over, it was like a religious protest or whatever when he was in the NBA, and it was a stir back then too. But right. It wasn't anything like Kaepernick, you know. Of course, <laughs> social media wasn't around then. That's true. So, yeah, it was wild. But Chris Jackson was an amazing basketball player at LSU. So, Even the, though he hated America. Yeah, he didn't hate America at that point in time. <laughs> I read an article about him back when he was huge and he had, like, OCD. And so, like, he wouldn't, like, leave the court until, like, he could make 100 shots that sounded right when they went through the basket, you know, <laughs> and stuff. Swish. Yeah, right. And so that made him like a phenomenal basketball player because his his like brain wouldn't yeah. let him stop to mm-hmm. do things, and he made it all the way to the pros because of that. But as a college player, he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, that's talking sports with John. <laughs> oh my <laughs> little taste brief, of it. Brief bit of my sports podcast <laughs> we got coming for you. Tiny's true crime. I got <laughs> I got a sports podcast coming out. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um. Well, let's move on here. I don't know that I would be fired up about tear gas ice cream, you know, but I don't know that I would uh, hate it. You know, it, it, like any food, I would just have to taste it. Yeah, right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid of food, mm-hmm. so I would try it. Uh, I do like see. hot things. Uh, oh, yeah? Ice, hot ice cream sounds kind of weird. I would definitely yeah. try it, though. Yeah, I'd give it a, I'd give it a try. Bring back the wasabi ice cream. I want the I love wasabi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I want the uh, sample cup before I put down five dollars. <laughs> though you know, absolutely right. Absolutely. Well, you know what I could go for an ice cream flavor is laughing gas. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and is, uh, question: Is it made from real laughing gas? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, Antarctic penguins poop out so much laughing gas uh, that it has a funny effect on researchers. <laughs> so Antar- a funny effect 
Antarctica's king penguins emit such copious amounts of nitrous oxide uh, via their feces that researchers went a little cuckoo studying them, according to a Danish scientific study. Penguin guano produces significantly high levels of nitrous oxide around their their colonies, said the head of the study, Professor Bo Edelberg of the University of Copenhagen's Department of Geosciences and Natural Resource Management. While studying colonies of king penguins on the Atlantic island of South Georgia, between South America and Antarctica, the researchers went cuckoo from being surrounded by penguin poop. (laughs) Besides being a strain on the climate, nitrous oxide has has an effect very similar to the sedative laughing gas used at the dentist's office. Have you ever had nitrous oxide? Oh, yeah. It's great. I've never had it at the dentist's office. Had it recreationally many times. (laughs) I mean, it is a blast. After noticing about, which, by the way, I had a friend in college who had to get it at the dentist one time, and they were like, you need to call someone to pick you up and drive. And he was like, I've been way worse than this after a fish show. <laughs> I can drive home, guys. I'm already coming down, so you know, it only lasts a little bit anyways, you know? Uh, <laughs> after nosing about in guano for several hours, one goes completely cuckoo. One begins to feel ill and get a headache, Edelberg said. Nitrous oxide is 300 times more polluting to the environment than carbon dioxide. The nitrous oxide is explained by the penguin diet of krill and fish, which contains high levels of nitrogen. Nitrogen is released from the penguin's feces into the ground and soil bacteria, then converted into nitrous oxide, a greenhouse gas. While nitrous oxide emissions in this case are not enough to impact Earth's overall energy budget, Our findings contribute to new knowledge about how penguin colonies affect the environment around them, which is interesting because colonies are generally becoming more and more widespread, Edelberg said. Hmm. So. So the penguins are on the rise. Yeah. Global warming is on the rise. Sure. Totally equals. Sure, right. Yeah. Causation. Well, that whole last paragraph is like, uh, hey, we got to sum all this up. so we can get our funding, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really what that is. Like, hey, we came down here, we studied it. It has an effect, not a major effect, but it could have a big effect. Mm-hmm. So give us some more money so we can study it longer. You yes. know, I go down here and huff penguin poop and get a little buzz <laughs> on down in in between South America and Antarctica because that puts the fun in funding. Funding. <laughs> that's true. Right. <laughs> But when I read the headline, my first thought was like, hippies left and right are going to be lined up to get in on this funding, you know? <laughs> yes. They'll love it. They'll love it. And uh, it seems like uh, king penguins would be a hot new pet right, for yeah. 2020. That's right. Everybody get them a king penguin or two. <laughs> I wonder, how, I don't think a penguin would survive too long in Alabama, you know, like outside of a controlled environment. Well, like no, you I just had a pen, a pen of yeah. penguins out in your yard, you know? Well, I mean, I've seen them at the aquarium. Yeah, but they probably got like, you know, the right stuff to keep them alive. I also feel like I see people in Alabama that have, like, huskies and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that dog's meant to be in the cold, and you got it down here in Alabama? Like, do you really <laughs> love it? You know? Is that the right thing for it? Right. I don't know. I'm not a pet expert. Not a vet. Not a vet. I will say that I'm glad I'm not a husky, period, but I'm certainly glad I'm not one living in Alabama. Yeah, well... I wear husky clothes, you know, <laughs> yes. but I don't, I'm not a husky and it is hot. It's hot in here right now. It's hot. Very hot. Yeah. Went swimming today 
water was real cold. But I did go swimming today. It's hot enough to swim. We got a Cajun Curl ad. Oh, we do have a Cajun Curl ad. Do you know what goes really well with penguin feces? <laughs> Never be Cajun Curl. <laughs> and we want to thank them for their support. We're talking about the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutters for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing, it's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade potato chips with Cajun Curl Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. You'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing on there, and you can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it today. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and Lurling Wallace Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic, like the Apostle Paul, while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the review? Oh, we got a review? <laughs> that was left on Podcast Attic. Okay. By an old friend slash listener of the show, Raytheon. All right. On oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, probably the number one interactor with us on Instagram. Early on, yeah. I still oh, is. still is. Oh, okay. yeah. We comment back and forth. We, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't even know about it. I don't even know. See? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. This one comes from Raytheon, and it's this, again, I have an iPhone, so I don't have Podcast Addict. Okay. But I asked them to take a screenshot and uh, send it to us, and we would read it on the show. Okay, cool. So here goes. Five stars. The name of the review is titled My Review. Creative. I like it. <laughs> it takes a special duo to take us out of the real world and into the really funny world. These two consistently turn spectacular failures and dip them in Cajun Curl mix and make it awesome. Who can do that with the news of unarmed men stabbing tourists or news of chemicals in McDonald's meals curing baldness? They treat things with the respect and dignity that anyone would for news that could polarize us or make us laugh at humans being humans. There we go. Thank you so that's, much, Raytheon, for posting that. That's actually amazing. On Podcast Attic. We also, surprise, surprise, had a review on the Facebook page, too. I saw that. Yeah, We so did. I got it right here. Okay, nice. Yeah. It comes from Kevin Burnham. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, AKA the Dapper the, the Man. The Dapper Dan, right? Dapper Man. Yes. Yeah. Dapper Dan is the hair gel they use in <laughs> Oh Brother, Where Out There. Yes. Who, he's got a podcast. Or, you know, you oh, he's got check a YouTube channel. Or a YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah, you can check it out. Dude has an impressive DVD collection. He does. I mean, it's impressive. Ton of. Probably, I would say, in the thousands. I don't know. Maybe. He just posted a picture of it one time, and I was amazed. I was like, that is a lot of DVDs. I didn't know people still watch DVDs. <laughs> well, you know, Blockbuster went away, and he was like, so? <laughs> yeah, don't right. care. That's right. <laughs> so it reads, as the Southerners would say, they all that, all that. They all that. <laughs> in a bag of chips. However, I would extend that statement unto which flavor? Earth Oddity is a mixed bag of chips. You never know what you're going to get unless you can read like you are right now on this recommendation. Then you would get it. Or do you? Because sometimes <laughs> this itch isn't going away no matter how much aloe vera I apply to this. And whoever thought eating deep fried Twinkies sprinkled with dust sugar with a side of raspberry jam was a brilliant idea. America. <laughs> Where am I going with this? I don't really know. Freedom, I think. In which case, you should use that freedom to listen to this podcast, because if you're listening to something else, I'm guessing you're a communist. <laughs> Probably. And I agree. I agree. But we That's take, way worse right. than, uh, than my Reich meme that got me landed in Facebook jail. I will take listeners from all sides of the political aisle. Yes. You know, like whatever your political or economic philosophy might be. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll, theological I'll you, philosophy. Yeah, theological. Yeah, you don't have to be the same religion. You don't even have to believe in the same God that I believe in. It's fine. Listen to us. Yeah. It's cool. We can all get along. Because no, I don't think any of us are 100% right about everything. Well, I am, but everybody else <laughs> is probably not. You know? And you can always learn something from but, Anybody, no matter who it is. Even though I'm 100% right about everything I believe, of all things, uh, every opinion I hold is 100% correct, (laughs) I'm okay with everyone else being wrong, and I don't hate them for it. (laughs) So I feel like more people should be like me. Probably. Well, that's not all. Oh, uh, okay. Big (laughs) review day. I was going to say, I bet you didn't think we had any any voicemails, did you? No, I... I have no doubt we have some voicemails. We have some voicemails this week. Okay. In fact, we might should have even cut out a story or two so we can do just do a whole voicemail show. (laughs) (laughs) We're bumping up on it. All right. We are going to start with. I believe this is Nicole. I'll cut this out if it does not. Okay. (laughs) We're going to start here. Hey, John and Tiny. This is Nicole from California. I once again wanted to say um, thank you for the awesome content. I really enjoy it. I was listening in the car with my mom, and now she has to start listening. So we've procured another member for our family. Um, Also, can confirm liquor stores are indeed essential in California, um, both legally and also in spirit. Liquor itself is very essential here. Can confirm. You, hey, you got to sanitize somehow. That's right. right. <laughs> You're going to have them rolling by your neighborhood before too long. <laughs> yes. Also, I always kind of doubted. You always said, oh, our wives don't listen. And I was like, no, their wives have to listen. And then after um, hearing Tiny's thoughts on his son's name, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, their wives really don't listen to the podcast because I just think I believe you now. 
Oh, Nicole. <laughs> don't tell them either, you know? Sweet, 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 naive Nicole. We, Our wives totally do not listen to us. No. Ever. Right. But certainly not in podcast form. I don't want to delay the messages, but let's just take a moment here with all our listeners and say, we're in the trust tree, all right? <laughs> yes. And what you say to us is going to stay within the podcast, and what we say on the podcast should stay within us, too. There's no need to send any messages to any of our loved ones, all right? We're in the trust tree here, yes. okay? All right. And also, you guys are really nice husbands if you let your wives name the children things that you don't like because I'm telling you my husband would not let me name either of our children like so many names that I liked it took us months of arguing back and forth to find something that he would accept he's the picky one so those are my thoughts thank you guys for another awesome episode and I look forward to hearing your next one well there you go I would like for you to clip out the you guys are really nice husbands and just play that on a loop at the end of every episode. You can share that outside the trust tree. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, I like all my kids' names. I don't I'm not like Tiny. I don't hate my kids' names. I, I think only hate all one of, them of are my nice. kids' names. I just wanted to name one of them Earl. And right. Deidre was not for that. Which is fine. I can get it. But mm-hmm. I think Earl's a amazing name. Earl's a guy that gets stuff done for you. I will say this. If me and Tara ever adopt the gloves or are off, <laughs> I can call that kid what I want to. You will. I will not be denied. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sell a kid, too. I mean, if the price is right. All right. I'll sell them. For an Just, iPod? Or nobody yeah. listens to iPods no more. I have two iPods. I still listen to them, oh, by really? the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> they don't make the charger for them anymore. So... Uh, let's hear what Nathan has to say. All right. Hey, it's Nathan from Wisconsin. I just came to say, go pack, go, and go Badgers. Bye. <laughs> okay. All right, well. Hold on up. He's not done. Oh. Yeah, and um, all my football teams would absolutely destroy all you. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, Nathan, thank you for listening. And yes. I, I, I have nothing against the Packers. You got nothing against the Badgers. Now, we did. I mean, we destroyed them that last time we played uh, to open up the season. I think that was maybe 2011, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yes. We just we, we brutalized them. They are like a junior high team. But I like the Badgers. I have nothing against them. My only knock against Wisconsin is that they let Michigan have that top little part up there, the peninsula or whatever, and they haven't invaded and taken that back over. So that's my only knock against Wisconsin. Huge cheese fan, too. I just love cheese, by the yeah. way. You can tell that by looking at me. Have we only played each other one time? Not many times, yeah. I, I looked In my up, lifetime, that's the only game I can remember. I looked up the history, and apparently, other than that one game in 2015. 2015. We, uh, what was the score? <laughs> <laughs> what was the score? Does it have it on there? It was uh, It was 35 to 17. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. No, they, remember, didn't, they didn't quite destroy us. Do you remember like, right at the beginning when uh, of that game, we one of our running backs, it may have been Eddie Lacy, I don't remember who it was, ran over like their defensive guy and he came to our huddle because he's like not silly. <laughs> he didn't know that. where he was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. 
Good luck to Wisconsin. I yes. hope they win the Big Ten. I really do. I hate all the other Big Ten teams that ever uh, try to do anything. I mean, like mm-hmm. you can't hate Purdue because Purdue's nothing. But like Ohio State, Michigan, don't like them. Don't like really like Michigan State. I hope Wisconsin wins the Big Ten every year because they're a good team. They they play football the way I like to play, which is running it. And this is just my opinion, but I feel like there's really one football program out there that has Alabama's respect, and that's Clemson. <laughs> yeah, Abu right Sweeney. He yeah. has that program running yeah. on all cylinders right, right now. now. Yeah. Now, we can talk about how he, used to, he played at Alabama <laughs> and his whole coaching staff played at Alabama. And, and so he's basically a Alabama right. extension yeah. school. <laughs> and the last time they won a national championship before he went there, Danny Ford was a coach who played at Alabama and yeah. coached at Alabama too. So, I mean, we're responsible for a lot of what has happened at Clemson. Yeah. So. And then, of course, we let them win. And being Alabama, <laughs> right. Being Alabama, we claim their national championships too. We, just, we claim national championships like it's crazy down here. Yes. <laughs> uh, it just, it looks, it's good for t shirts. That's sales. right. Exactly. When you got to get another t shirt every single year. If I had a uniform, I would claim every national championship I could. It didn't matter if it was like Joe Bob's newspaper. Well, that's because you went to Alabama. Yeah. It's just better for PR, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you take a little questionable ones away from us, we're still better than everybody else. So, All right. Uh, You ready to hear from another listener? (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Hey, guys. uh, Great show. Love it. Uh, Pat, I'm the one who talked to you about putting stamp on your ballot. I'm a mailman out here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we just want to thank you guys for your support of the letter carrier food drive every year. It usually happens this month, and because of the coronavirus, it will not be happening. If you guys could do as a great favor and remind everybody that, that these people that are suffering for food are still suffering, and probably even more so during this time, they could, uh, if you could remind people, to give to their local food shelters either with cash or uh, maybe have Uber Eats drop off some food there. Um, that would be great. Hope you guys are doing well and hope to keep listening. Bye. That is a real bummer that yeah. they're not having the food drive, but I totally get why they're not. Sure, right. But as just like to echo what Pat said here, uh, you don't have to be a part of this particular food drive to right. donate food yeah. to various charities and various organizations around the country. And if you're able to do so, uh, again, to echo what Pat said, uh, that is yeah. that's, that help is greatly needed. Yeah, they. I, I imagine the Postal Service will put that on again. Mm-hmm. So if you're just hell-bent for leather to <laughs> go through the Postal Service to give food, which I think is an amazing thing they do, then do like I tell my wife and just hold your cans for a little while, okay? <laughs> and then you can put them out when the Postal Service gets back to doing their thing, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. And finally... Our favorite Canadian listener. Okay. Favorite Canadian period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jacqueline. Hey, guys. It's Jacqueline from Canada, obviously. Um, This is just going to be a short one this week because I am crazy busy. Crazy busy, but she's still going to take a minute out of her time to call the show. That's great. That's dedication. dedication. We need that out of people. (laughs) But anyway... um, and you may talk about that on this week's show, but the name of the baby that, that Elon Musk and Grant had, uh, officially the pronunciation came out, it's like, it's X-Ash A12. That's it. X-Ash A12. Look, no oh. profanity, please. <laughs> All right. No profanity. X-Ash A12. Okay. Okay. X-Ash A12. <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Oh, wait. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Sure. Um, also, I have met alligators in my life when I was down in Florida a, a few times. And I can honestly say that nothing in the way alligators look or are, and I love animals, I will hug any animal, nothing has ever made me want to even think about hugging or touching an alligator. So that woman kind of deserved what she got. Yep. It's a sad thing, but you yeah, play stupid I mean, games, you're going to get yeah. stupid prizes. Sometimes you get what you deserve in life. <laughs> yes. You know? And, you know, there are a lot of uh, safety rules and tips that, that humanity has, has come up with over the years. Yeah. All of those are written in blood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the reason yeah. we have the safety regulations we do is typically because someone got hurt or right. someone died doing something Well, like it is this. a universal law to not be messing around with alligators. Like, <laughs> yes. like, nobody has to put up a sign about that. You just know. You can look at them and tell, like she said. I mean, like, Ugg Ugg found that out way back <laughs> yeah, in, like, right. something thousand B.C. Yeah, we have just passed <laughs> that down over time. Just leave them alone. Let them be. They'll leave you alone for the most part. And yeah. we think we're so much smarter than cavemen nowadays. Right. Yes. And then exactly. somebody goes and does that. Yeah, it is a modern-day dinosaur. We don't talk about that enough. Like, the alligator's <laughs> been around for forever, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway. you know, Ken Ham would say that well, man has always lived alongside dinosaurs. That's true. That's true. This is the one species that uh, Ken Ham and the scientific community at large agree. agree on. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, I again, I love the show. Can't wait to hear it again uh, next week. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. All, All right. right. Thank you, Jacqueline. Yes, thank you so much. Jacqueline, I really feel like is the catalyst to our phone segment taking off. Yeah, she started calling know? in and everyone yeah. was like, oh, you mean you mean they let Canadians call in? <laughs> they'll play me on the show if I call yeah, in? Absolutely. We, we will. totally will. <laughs> We're out of ideas. Now, we just looked up that we got such a smart, sophisticated lady as Jacqueline sure. to be the one, to yeah. be the catalyst for the right. change we needed on this show. You gotta say, when uh, Johnny Irons was called in, we weren't getting a lot of other calls. <laughs> you know? Gotta <laughs> yeah. just say, let's point out the obvious here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to everyone who's calling into the show. And yeah. uh, again, hey, this is this is y'all's se- segment. This is y'all's part of the show. That's so right. Thank yeah. you. You can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk about Wisconsin football. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or Green Bay Packers and everything else. Which Green Bay Packer, Bart Starr, went to Alabama, by the way. <laughs> I would say that uh, the Green Bay Packers, they could probably beat Alabama oh, yeah, in a definitely. football game. I, you know, they're always like, can Alabama beat like the Cleveland Browns? A pro team would destroy Alabama. Yes. Those are grown men. Well, and they're grown men whose full-time job is to play football. Exactly. Right, yeah. And they don't have uh, yeah. other distractions. Right. You put us against other colleges, we're going to do pretty good. We can hold our own against just about everybody. Yeah. That also pays players like we do. <laughs> and uh, and we destroy the people who don't, okay? But you put us against a pro team, they are going to crush us. You yes. know, every year when that starts, I'm like, you people are idiots who think this. Again, I would like to say thank you to all of our patrons for donating to the show. I would especially like to extend a very warm thank you to the Fantastic Four of Earth Oddity. Nay, I say, the Fantastic Five of Earth Oddity. I hope it's not my mom. (laughs) Which is Mr. Brandon White, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Chris Tipton, Mr. Todd Glover. And now introducing a new patron, (laughs) Mr. Derek Reeves. Oh, okay. 
He's been a patron, but he recently upped his oh, page from $5 to $10. So we thank you so much, Mr. Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, we do appreciate that. He uh, It's funny because I sent him a message thanking him for uh, upping his pledge, and he sent me a message back like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> we got a bot. <laughs> he got me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you so much. You five are the main reason we continue to come in here and do extra That's content. Right. We thank you so much. Yeah, and everybody else, join up. I mean, at the very least, you get to hear even more embarrassing stuff about me. Yeah, sign up at the $5 level, get an extended portion of the show, right? and then an all-exclusive show once a month. That's right. Yeah, you well, can, can't beat it, right? Can't beat it. That's the best deal going in podcasting. Patreon.com slash Earth Oddity. Yeah, go check it out today. Wait till we start a voicemail for the Patreon. <laughs> Y'all just going to blow your minds away. Well, John, I think that'll about do us for this week. You got anything else? Mm, no, just thanks to all of our listeners, mm-hmm. especially the Patreon ones. But all the listeners are important. Tell yes. your friends about us. Um, tell your enemies about us. Tell your friends and family about us. And tell your enemies' family about us. So, If if you can't donate to the Patreon, the one thing that you can do is tell someone else about the show. Right. Help us build yeah. the audience. And if you can find like some prominent Baptist to denounce us online... <laughs> That would be amazing, too. Like, I don't know how we can get that to go, but that would be so good. Especially, know. And then if we could get Beth Moore to jump in and defend right. us. Oh, <laughs> that would put people's brains in a pretzel, you know? Yep. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be huge. So yeah. let me just go on the record and say I have no problem with women in ministry, okay? <laughs> yeah, that would be huge if we could get somebody to do that for and us. And I would like to tell Beth Moore to go home. During quarantine, that's right. Take care of yourself. That's right. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, well, but you know, uh, that would be huge for us. I, I wouldn't want to get kicked out of our own church, you know. <laughs> yes. But I'll go non-denominational in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, just don't even test me, okay? I will. I will. I'm yeah. not afraid. Most non-denominationals around here are just Baptists without the word Baptist behind their name, anyways. When you looked at their doctrine, so. I'd probably fit in pretty good. I've been to internet church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I know all about it. I like being able to skip the special music anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go like strict Baptist (laughs) if if I get kicked out of this church. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about like we're wearing culottes. Our kids can't even wear shorts anymore and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well... Yes, that'll do it. You have, been, it. you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, we're on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, we are underscore earthoddity on Twitter. That's right. Occasionally, we post show art, and you can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. Yep. Huge one up this week. Got a lot of likes on it. <laughs> But the best way to contact the show, we have a phone number. What's that phone number, John? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Call now. Operators are standing by. (laughs) We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye.
This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>